Well, sustainable is another story. The question is, why are we paying so much for data? If data is as good as breathing in this knowledge or digital economy, (laughs) why are we missing the point? Because everywhere you go, there's a data must fall movement of some sort. And the problem is people who make decisions, and that includes not just government, but the private sector players, are looking at maximizing. It's like building a tall road and then overcharging the people to get onto it instead of saying, get on the road for a low toll fee just to help me maintain it so that the business returns that come from being on the highway can accrue. So in this case, 12 cents to 5 cents, that's a 60% decrease. The question is, no doubt, there's an election coming and the activity on Twitter went up and activity on social media went up. And remember, it's not just for elections in Zimbabwe, because there are so many Zimbabweans in diaspora. The communication is always a premium, premium asset, because it allows people to stay in touch with the world. But since the fall of President Mugabe, it has been even higher. And with this campaign, it's important. Remember, President Mnangagwa is up against the 40-year-old Nelson Chamisa. Younger people are heavy, heavy on social media. So it's going to be a very interesting one. But whatever the reason is, I will take it because I'm sick and tired of getting <laughs> ripped off to just get onto the highway to generate the business. Well, it might happen because Patrice Mosepe has started a new company called Rain with new data prices that will shock your, your socks off, they say. Yep. <laughs> I'm waiting to be shocked. Remember, Chamisa has 249,000 Twitter followers. That mm. tells you a lot mm. how he's going to benefit from this when, when the, the, the price drop kicks in. But as I say, I'm looking at it in the long term. That's 138,000 of President Mnangago on Twitter. Mm. So do the numbers and see who will be benefiting from this. Now, Nigerian court has ordered Shell to pay $3.6 billion fine yeah. over an f- oil spill there. How did yeah. that legal suit come about and, and who took Shell to court? Well, December 2011, Elvis, the Bonga oil spill happened and Shell, which is the biggest operator in Nigeria, went to, got into trouble because the, the, there's an organization, a government organization called National Oil Spill Detection and Response Agency, and they fined them $3.6 billion. So it's like having the, the ICASA here in South Africa fining you, and then the government, the, the company takes ICASA to the high court saying we don't believe ICASA has the powers to find that amount of money. And then the federal high court says, uh-uh, you, they are right in the first place, so you've got to pay up. Shell has been paying so much for the degradation of the environment, oil spills, and about time too, because when BP spilled that oil in the Mexican Gulf, you remember President Obama just asked for $20 billion in advance, and they never, never complained. So why should they when they destroyed so much of the environment and agriculture? That was a big industry before oil was discovered in Nigeria, we must emphasize. Mm. Now, in Rwanda, parents and teachers have welcomed the ban on cell phones in schools. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and here's, here's a plus, I've got to say, people, before we get excited, yes, they have banned the cell phones, but because the government of Rwanda has tablets, or computers in schools, they are saying, number one, too many gadgets in classrooms cause a distraction. So the distraction that you are going to be looking at your tablet, which you are supposed to learn off, and then you're looking at your cell phone. So if you have a tablet in the in this classroom, the government, the Ministry of Department of Education says you then don't need a second device because it means you're going to be looking at it to do other things. 
in the end, I think it's a good move if you just look at how many people crash into one another, how many people die taking selfies, Elvis. It's a good move in that sense because it's not just about banning technology. It's about making sure that the children can focus. And I'm sure here in South Africa, if you just looked at how, what was the teacher, was the teacher not assaulted like yes. two weeks ago because she confiscated a phone and these mm. kids were not using the phone to learn. They were using it to chit chat and send all kinds of sleazy videos, I'm willing to bet. So big up to the Ministry of Education in Rwanda. We should do the same here. But we also understand that doctors and nurses are also not allowed to use mobile phones during working hours there. Especially because of what they do, Elvis. If they are using them for telemedicine, where you're connecting with a medical specialist in another country because you can't afford to bring them physically to where you are in, then it is a good device. But the problem is if you just look at any counter, if you look at your own colleagues' uh, circles right now, some are using the cell phone for connection and to do business, and others are using it to chit-chat and to do all kinds of time-wasting yeah. activity. Victor, thank you so much uh, for that update. Victor Komoswana, Director of Africa is Open for Business.